It seems to me that so many people lack purpose and are living their life feeling unfulfilled. But then it's got to be hard to find fulfillment when you don't know what makes you feel fulfilled. It's got to be hard to get somewhere when you don't know where you should be going. Knowing your values gives you purpose and gives you a map to your own road to fulfillment. If you've already listened to episodes 14 and 15, then we took you on a real deep dive into values and you're going to have a great understanding of just how important they are and just how much impact they will have on your everyday life. Welcome to The Inner Entrepreneur, a place where soul meets strategy and passion meets profit. Success in business is more than mastering the external. It's an internal game. Ready to play? So let's jump on in. Dr. John Martini has created 13 questions to help you explore, uncover, and reveal your values. I went through this process many, many years ago, and honestly, it was a game changer. It really put me into a place of understanding myself, understanding why I was here, what I was doing, and my focus really changed. So how this works, there are 13 questions. For each question, I want your top three answers. I'm not suggesting you spend a huge amount of time on this. I really would like that when the question is asked, you think very quickly and the top three answers that come out, write them down. Some of you, of course, will be listening to this on a commute or in a situation where you can't stop and do the work right now. That's fine. Roll on through the podcast. By the end of it, you'll have a better understanding of what the process looks like and you'll need to go back at some stage later. Listen to it again with a pen and paper. Write down the answers and follow the process we're going to outline for clarifying where your own personal values are. What's really important in doing this process is to have your BS, your bullshit detector, switched right on. If we don't have our BS detector on, we often write down fantasies instead of realities, instead of true values. So I want to tell you a little story just to explain what the BS detector looks like. Many, many years ago, I was in a week-long course in Spain. As part of the course, we went off one afternoon to do a plan, a long-term plan for the rest of our lives. So I began to work on a plan on the man I would be in the future, the Paul at 75 years of age. Now I considered all aspects of my life. I considered my relationships, my health, my career, my finances. I looked at all of these aspects of my life and began to create an image of the man I would be at 75 years of age. I created a picture of Paul at 75, very happy, very fulfilled, in a loving relationship with his wife, having great relationships with his adult children, being very wealthy, being very healthy, being very supple, being very fit, being very strong. I really created a picture of a guy at 75 who was living life 100% to the full. I mean, it was a very encouraging picture for me. It was very exciting to think that I could age, but I could be this man when I was 75 years of age. So as I'm reading through it, my BS detector turned on. A little alarm went off in my head. You see, I began to look at the different elements of Paul at 75 years of age. There was the note of the relationship I would have with my wife. There was the image of the relationship I would have with my wife, my children, my family. And when I examined that relationship, 
I had to look at how that relationship was. Now, I think I was in my mid-30s at the time. I had a very good relationship with my wife. I had a good relationship with my young children. I was devoting a lot of my time and energy to my family. It was clear that family was a priority to me. So if you were to fast forward about 40 years to Paul at 75 years of age, it was very realistic to expect that that Paul would still have a good relationship. I mean, if I'm working those relationships and giving time to them, why would they not grow stronger, grow deeper? No one can forecast the future, but there's a logical conclusion that says, if I'm investing in those relationships now, hopefully they will get better. They will be deeper when I'm 75 years of age. I also looked at my financial situation. In my mid-30s, I wouldn't have considered myself a wealthy man, but I was well on the road. I was working very hard. I was building a business. I was in the early days of learning about investing, of saving, of all things financial. So again, if you studied my life at the time, you would clearly say, this is a man with a high focus on finances. So if he continues on this path, when he gets to 75 years of age, what's the odds that he has accumulated some wealth? And I think anyone would reasonably go, yeah, he's on the right path. Now this is when the BS alarm went off because when I looked at the picture of Paul from a health perspective, I looked at myself as slim, supple, fit, strong, energetic. And I had to tell myself the truth. At that point in time, at 35 years of age, I really was none of those things. My exercise plan was zero. I had no exercise plan. I was never stretching. I really wasn't taking good care of my health. In fact, at the time I was suffering from a lot of back pain. I would go out and do something in the garden in the morning and then have to lie down for an hour to stretch my back out before I could go into the back garden and do some more work. Clearly, my body wasn't working as well as you might want it to work being 35 years of age. And then I had to swallow the reality pill. And the reality pill was this, Paul, if this is the state of your health, Paul, if this is the state of your health and well-being at 35 years of age, what are the odds that it will compound for decades and you will be in better physical shape at 75? Well, of course, the reality pill tells you that's extremely unlikely. Unless you change your current behavior, your future behavior is not going to be much better. In fact, it's going to be a hell of a lot worse. You'll have aged by 40 years. I mean, what was I expecting? It was a real wake-up call. I mean, I really liked this picture of the guy I was going to be at 75. But the guy I was at 35 was not on that road. He was on a very different road. He was heading down a road of being a very different individual at 75. I closed over my notepad, stepped up from my desk, and headed out for a walk for about 15 minutes around the grounds of the hotel. I came back in and committed that every day, while I was in the hotel, I would walk for 15 minutes in the morning and walk for 15 minutes in the evening. Well, I did that for the next couple of days I was in the hotel. When I returned back to Dublin, I committed to walking for a half an hour a day. As it happened, there was a park right beside my office and it had always been there, obviously, but I'd never paid any attention. And now I went in, it was a beautiful park. So I started on my lunch break every day, walking for 30 minutes. In time, that 30 minutes became 45 became an hour. Not long after that, I signed up to do the New York Marathon. I made a commitment to train solidly for eight months and run the New York Marathon, which I did. 
saw a significant increase in my fitness and in my training. While training for the marathon, I noticed that my body was stiffening up because of all the running and I began to return to a yoga routine that I'd had when I was younger. So I trained for eight months, I ran the New York Marathon. After completing the New York Marathon, I decided I now had such a great training routine and schedule that I would maintain it. So I continued running, not at the level of intensity needed to run a marathon, but I continued a fitness program. I continued stretching every day. And I entered into a much different phase of life with training and fitness. The reason I relay this story is what is evident from the story is that my values shifted. But they never would have shifted if I hadn't told myself the truth. And the truth is, I was claiming a value on health and wellness as I got older. But my actions were proving that it was a fantasy. So I had to really dig deep and decide, was it really important to me? Was it something I really wanted? And because the answer was yes, I had to change my behaviour. The fact that I was able to change my behaviour and I was able to stick to that consistently and have consistently trained for the past, whatever it is, 25 odd years, that it really is an important value to me. Sometimes people will talk about having a value of wealth, of financial independence, and maybe if you're going through this, you're thinking, that's one of my values, I want to be wealthy, I want to be financially independent. But then you look at your life and you go, well, wealth is not showing up in my life, financial independence is not showing up in my life. So that can be okay. So what you really need to look at is what your behavior is today. You may not have the wealth now. Wealth takes time to generate. But are you working hard on the business? Are you working hard on a career? Are you saving? Are you investing? Are you learning about finances? Because if you're doing all of these things, even though the wealth hasn't shown up in your life, well, then you know you're on the road. You know you're doing the right thing. In that case, it's legitimate to say wealth is a very high value and you're on the road, you're going to get there. But if you're telling yourself wealth and financial freedom is a high value, but you're overspending, you're spending money on nice things instead of saving and growing your wealth, you're not working hard in your job, you're not building a business. If you're doing none of these things, if you're not taking care of whatever money you have now, you're unlikely to grow it. So I think... As you're going through these questions, anytime you put something down as a value, take a look. So as you're going through these questions, when you write something down as a value, be really, really honest with yourself. Fantasies don't serve you and the reality does serve you. It's telling you what your values are. And once you understand what your values are, you get a much better understanding in your life. When I was 35 years of age, fantasizing that I was going to be this great guy at 75 years of age was not serving me. Changing my values so that my behavior changed and I began to create a plan to end up as that guy at 75 years of age, that was serving me. But if I just lived in the fantasy and not told myself the truth, nothing would have changed. So just keep that in mind that as you're going through these 13 questions, you need your own BS detector to make sure that you're on course, you're in line, and you're telling yourself the truth. Remember, if it's a value, it's already showing up in your life to some degree. If it's not a value, it's probably not showing up in your life, and you know, it probably never will. Okay, let's jump on in. Okay, question one is how do you fill your space? 
have a look around your immediate space, your immediate circle around you, and notice the top three items that are filling your space. Let me give you an example. I'm sitting in my home office at the moment. Behind me, you will see books because learning is really, really important to me. So my space is filled with books. If you were to have a close look at those books, you would see books on investing, business, spirituality. You won't see books on golf. You won't see books on tennis. So when you look at my immediate environment, you begin to see that studying is important to me and you can see precisely what I'm interested in studying. Also, if you could see around my office, you would see pictures of my family. My family are important to me. Behind my desk here, you would see a very expensive indoor bike because clearly fitness is really important to me and I'm willing to part with the cash to make sure I have a good indoor training machine. In the room right behind me, I have a home gym. So what you can see is around me, I'm surrounding myself with those things that are of interest to me. I'm recording this on my PC and my PC is how I do business, how I monitor my business, how I monitor my investments. So you can see if I write down the top three things that surround me, I'm already getting a really good insight into what some of my really high values are. So write down the top three items that are appearing in your immediate space. Question two, what do you spend your time on and what do you always make time for? Let me tell you, I always make time for taking care of my business and investments. I always make time for my health and fitness. I always make time for meditation. I've had a consistent meditation practice for almost 40 years now. So when you look at how I fill my time, the things I always make time for, you can see my priorities right there. I always make time for my family. I will prioritize that above anything else. So if I look at the things that are always in my time, I'm always making time for, you can pretty much see what my priorities are. And then you can go, well, what don't you make time for? There's always a list of jobs I don't want to do. Maybe it's some gardening, maybe it's some DIY. And I go, yeah, I should do some of that. But you know, I don't make time for it because it's really not my priority. Again, the reality, the truth pill is coming in here. My BS detector is going, Paul, if you're making time for it, it's a value. If you're not making time for it, it's not really a high value. So write down the three things that you always make time for. Question three, what energizes you most? Look at your life and look at the things that fill you with energy and look at the things that don't fill you with energy. When you're around something that's high in your values, you feel buzzed, you feel full of energy. And when you're around something that's low on your values, your energy is drained. So look at the things that you do in your day that drain your energy and look at the things that fill you with energy and write down the top three things that fill you with energy. This is gonna be a really good indication of what matters to you. Question four, what do you spend money on and what do you always have money for? Again, if you look at my life, if you look at my expenditure, I spend money on my family. I spend money on books, I spend money on courses, I spend money on investments, I spend money on training, I spend money on stuff really, really important to me. I don't spend money on things that aren't important to me. I mean, I like eating out, but I find spending money in really expensive restaurants just doesn't interest me. So that tells you what's high in my values and what's low in your values. So look at how you spend your money. I guarantee you're finding money for things that are important for you and the things you don't get around to finding money for, 
they're probably not high in your values. Question five, where are you most organized and most ordered? Again, with things that are really important to us, we're so organized, we're so ordered. My business is very organized and ordered. My investments are very organized and ordered. My training routine is very organized and ordered. The things that aren't important, I just not always write down the top three areas where you are always organized and always ordered. Number six, where are you most disciplined and reliable? Look, we all are disciplined in the things that are important to us and we all lack discipline in things that are unimportant to us. If something is important to you, you do not need me kicking your ass. You do not need me reminding you to spend time in it to do it. If something is unimportant to you, oh, I gotta keep chasing you. I gotta keep calling you. I gotta keep pushing. So look at the things where you are disciplined and reliable and write down the top three things where you are absolutely disciplined and you can really be depended on for. Number seven, what do you think about most? Now, when I say think about most, I don't mean the negative self-talk. I mean when you're daydreaming, when you're thinking about what your life might be like or what your future might be like. What are the things that dominate your life? Is it your family? Is it your career? Is it your sport? Is it a hobby? What dominates your thinking? Write down the top three things that dominate your thinking. Number eight, what do you visualize most? When you have those moments that you can sit back and daydream about your future, but how your life would be, what do you visualize most? But again, BS detector coming in here. If you're visualizing something and you're saying it's a value, is it already showing up in your life? Think back to my story about my fitness. I'm visualizing a future about this man, 75 years of age, healthy and fit, but it's not showing up in my life. BS detector goes off. Or I'm visualizing this man at 75 and he's wealthy and I look at my life and go, well, that makes sense. You're on the road. You're doing all these things. You're studying, investing. You're learning from people. You're working hard. You're building a business. Aha, that makes sense. I'll write that down as a true value. So look at what you most visualize in your life. Look for evidence that it's showing up and write down the top three items. Number nine, what do you have internal dialogue about most? You know, when you're talking to yourself, Again, not the negative self-talk, but when you're chatting to yourself about the future, about the life you might create, what do you talk about most? And when you're looking at what you talk about most, again, remember the check, are these things that are showing up in my life? Are they reality or fantasy? Right down the top. Number 10, what do you love to talk about in social settings? So when you're in a gathering of people, what's the topic of conversation that when it comes up, you light up? Is it sport? Is it business? Is it yoga? Whatever. What comes up? What topic comes up? And you love to talk about it. I was out for dinner a couple of weeks ago with some friends. But on two occasions, I ended up in a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And the conversation was about self-awareness and personal development. I mean, you're into the area that I'm really passionate about. So I noticed in both those conversations, my interest went way up. So notice when you're in a social setting what conversation really ticks the box really has you tuned in and focused and engaged identify those topics right down the top question 11 what inspires you most think about your life think about those moments when something excites you and inspires you what is it that inspires you most number 12 what are your most consistent goals 
What are your most consistent goals that you're making progress on, you're taking action on all of the time? Remember the BS detector. Write down your top three goals that are showing up in your life that you can see that you're taking action on and you're making progress on. Number 13, what do you love to learn and study about? As I shared earlier, behind me is a row of books. And if you look over those books, you'll find similar topics. I love reading about investment. I love reading about personal growth. I love reading about spirituality. These are the topics I'm passionate about. So look to what you read and what you study. I was away a couple of weekends ago with a friend and we rambled into a small bookshop. We spent about an hour rambling around. As we left the bookshop, I had two books on spirituality under my hand. I need a big thick magazine on cycling. You see, and he's a passionate cyclist and he could talk all day about it. So look at what you read, look at what you study and write down the top three areas that you most consistently study and love to learn about. So now you've answered 13 questions and beside each of those questions, you've written down three answers. Now go through the questions and begin to look for those themes that return consistently. For example, I asked what you study about. You might say finances and health. You then ask the question, what do you think about? You might also see finances and health. How do you spend your time? So as you look at each area, you'll see similar themes Begin to highlight the areas that turn up and calculate how many are turning up over and over again. When you do this, you'll begin to see that certain topics, for me, it would be family, it would be health, well-being, it would be personal growth, it would be wealth. When I will think about these things, I will talk about these things, I will study these things, I will spend my time on these things, I will invest my money in these things. So these answers will turn up time and time again and I'll begin to discover what my top three or four values are. You can do the same. It should now be coming clear what your values are once you begin to highlight what turns up over and over. In front of you, you will now have your top three or four values. You will be looking at something that you know are the most important things in your life. You'll begin to realize that every area of your life, your thinking, your behavior, your actions, are all focused on these parts of your life. For me, this was groundbreaking. It really was something extraordinary. I began to see that my entire life was focused on these three or four things. And for me to find purpose happiness and fulfillment, I really just had to devote myself to these areas of my life. It's going back about 15 years since I first did this exercise. I've done it on a number of occasions since just to clarify, just to make sure I'm on the right path. But really it has been a game changer because I have become so clear on the small number of things that are really important to me. And since then I have devoted my life to them. And it really helps you create a life that is on purpose and fulfilled. Why? Because you know what really matters to you and you've narrowed down, you begin to devote your life to that. Before we wrap up, I just want to talk a little bit about the difference between goals and values. My goals are how I fulfill those values. So if one of my values is health and well-being, then my goals are the plan I put in place, my fitness regime, 
my diet. And what you'll find is that when you're pursuing something that's high in your values, it'll be a lot easier to maintain. I never need to be motivated to look after my family. I never need to be motivated to look after my health or look after my business, look after my wealth or my spiritual well-being because they're so high in my values. Now, what I will do is I will then set goals for each of those. So if I want to be wealthy, what's the plan? What's the goal? What's the strategy? That's when you get into goal setting. Goal setting is the specific strategy that gets me there, but the value is wealth. An exercise plan, diet, etc., is the goal, it's the strategy, and that gets me to live my value of being in good health. So I always think it's important to understand your values first. Your values are the roadmap, they're the North Star, and your goals are the steps you take to fulfill your values. So you make sure that you spend your time in a manner that's fulfilling your values. Once you know what your values are, and once you create a plan to spend each day fulfilling those values, your sense of purpose, your sense of peace, your sense of fulfillment, it's gonna change radically. I always close the inner entrepreneur making the same point. Knowledge is wonderful, we all need to learn. But knowledge, it's pretty much useless without action. A lot of information has been shared with you today. John Martini has come up with 13 great questions and they're really powerful. But they're only powerful if you do the work. They're only powerful if you take the time to answer the questions, come up with the answers and implement them into your life. Otherwise, it's just a very nice piece of entertainment, but it will not change your life at all. One final point, do values change? People often ask me that. Well, of course values change. My values have probably been stable for, I'm gonna say the past 10 or 15 years. But if I had done my values when I was 15 years of age, they would have been entirely different. If I'd explored my values when I was 20, 25, they would have been different. And maybe they'll be different when I'll be older. Because our values are how we fulfill our needs or what we're drawn towards. And as we age, as circumstances in our life change, those values can change. But who knows, when I'm in my 70s, maybe my values will be different. For this reason, it's good to do this exercise periodically. A little habit I have is when I get on a long distance flight and you know you get the quiet time on a flight by yourself, I always take out a blank sheet of paper and I'll begin to write down from scratch what's really important. I'll ask myself those questions. Paul, what in your life really, really matters? And I'll begin to draw out a map of what really matters to me in my life. It always comes back to the same things for me, that the most important thing in my life is my family, that my personal spiritual development comes second, being my physical, mental, emotional well-being comes third, and wealth because wealth gives me freedom to sustain all these things. It always comes back to those four values for me. But I do the exercise but frequently when I'm sitting on an airplane. So I'm constantly saying, are they still my North Star? Are they still my values? At this point in time, they have always been my values. But I think it's always good to question and always being aware that your life can change and therefore your values can change. But for me, every time I do the exercise, it reaffirms I'm on the right path. I know what my life is about and I really just have to make sure that I go deep and this is how I live my life. And when I do that, well, the sense of fulfillment is something you have to experience. 
So you have an action plan from this episode. Take time to go through, answer the 13 questions, reveal your values and begin to think about what would my life be like if I focused on these values and to create an action plan that allows you to live life fulfilling your values. And that's all for this episode. Thank you for your time and attention. I really appreciate it. Talk to you next week.